I got to share with you another insight that I had this Shabbos that uh, really picked me up. Uh, there's a prayer that we say in uh, Shabbos morning, which is written in Aramaic, and uh, it's an old, old prayer. It was instituted uh, oh, almost 2,000 years ago to pray for the well-being of Jews living in the diaspora in different parts of the world. It's called Yikum Porkan. And uh, I noticed something this week that I never noticed before. We pray, um, I'll tell you, I'll read you the prayer. We say as follows, and I'll do a rough translation. Um, it's funny, I've been saying it for so many years, I never really paid so much attention to what the words meant. Yikim Porkim in Shemaya, it should, uh, salvation should arise from heaven. Chinev Chizda Barachamim. Uh, grace and kindness and compassion, ruchim, long life, mizone riviche, abundant sustenance, siyata de shemaya, help from heaven, ubarus gufa, healthy bodies, nora maalia. And this one I was puzzled by when I saw it. It literally means good eyesight. Zara Chayavakayama, living chul- children, uh, children, Zara Dilo Yifsok, Vidilo Yifto, Mipis Game Araisa, and children who never stop learning Torah. So everything kind of makes sense. These are all important things, but good eyesight? I mean, why don't we pray for, you know, nice teeth while we're at it? Or, um, you know, uh, Shiny hair, healthy hair. Why, why are we suddenly praying for good eyesight? We just said healthy bodies. Isn't that included, good eyesight? And, uh, you know, it's interesting to note that Jews in general don't really have the best eyesight. We uh, actually, uh, most, most Jews, if you go into any uh, synagogue, you'll see most, most of us have glasses. So uh, it's interesting. We're praying here for good eyesight. It's hard to understand. Now, the question is made stronger because the term here for good eyesight in Aramaic is not the term used in the Talmud for good eyesight. The term in the Talmud for good eyesight is nura bria. The word bria is the same word here for healthy bodies. And why why does it say nura ma'alia, which literally means elevated eyesight? Very interesting. Elevated. Ma'alia is like the word aliyah. Aliyah, when someone goes up, immigrates to the land of Israel, really means goes up to the land of Israel. Israel is considered the highest place in the world. So there's a concept in the Torah we see a few times where the Torah says, lift up your eyes. Yisa Enehem, when Avraham first arrives at Mount Zion, he says, lift up your eyes. We have a concept, it appears in many places, uh, it says in Psalms, Sumarome Nechem, lift your eyes up towards the heavens. What is the concept of elevating your eyesight? So I believe what it really refers to is utilizing not your physical eyesight, but your spiritual eyesight. In other words, your insight, your ability to look inward, to see deeper than the physical surroundings which, which we, which in some ways, prevent us from seeing the world spiritually. Spiritual eyes, spiritual eyesight means to look within, 
at what's beneath the body. And we, we, we do an interesting thing when we say the Shema. The Shema, is, I always say, is the Jewish Pledge of Allegiance, the Jewish mantra, which declares our understanding of the oneness of God. When we do something interesting, when we say the Shema, we cover our eyes. So for years, I used to say that we cover our eyes because we don't really see God's oneness in this world. And therefore, we cover our eyes to, to acknowledge that it's not something we see, it's something we believe. But I heard a beautiful idea from my rabbi last night. He said, no, we cover our eyes because this world prevents us from seeing God's oneness. You have to look beyond this world. You have to look within this world to that which is in, beneath, inside, hidden within the physical and we have to look within ourselves to see the godliness that's within each and every one of us. Now, this this language of nahura ma'alia literally means uh, elevated eyesight, but the word nahura also means light. In Talmudic language, a blind person is called sagi nura, which literally means too much light. Too much light. Uh, there's an idea that Light, darkness blinds, but also too much light blinds. And that's that's kind of a, uh, it's a euphemism for a blind person, saying they have too much light or too much sight. But there's a connection between our eyes and light. The, the, the uh, Talmud and prayers say in many places that, that what gives us sight is something called the me'or enayim, the light of our eyes. And that's really what the eyes do, is they receive light. But there's a certain spiritual... Uh, power of eyesight that that enables us to perceive something that beyond the physical and that's the light you know in reality we know that this world is really made up of light particles that all of matter is really just different different stages of matter moving in and out of the, the speed of light the eyes have power there's something called evil eye eye and hara that we can harm people with our eyes with looking at people in a negative way and there's also something positive we can do with our eyes. We can actually heal people with our eyes. That seeing people actually uh, in a positive light can bring out the positivity in them. And this word, this word of nura ma'alia, elevated light or elevated sight, you know, it could be the first time the Torah talks about light. God says, God saw the light and saw that it was good. There's a goodness to light. There's ability to see goodness through connecting to that, that elevated vision. Uh, God removed that light and hid it for the future, for the righteous. Some say that that's the light of Kabbalah, the light of the inner Torah, of spirituality that we have the ability to connect to but it's a hidden light. It's a light that's not accessible to all. But there's also a, an amazing idea of this word ma'alia, which means elevated. The, the Rebbe, Rebbe Elimelech of Lezhensk, known as the Nom Elimelech, was one of the greatest Hasidic masters in Poland. He has a prayer that he recommends everyone say before praying in the morning, which says, may I see the milus chaverenu velo chesronan. May I see the milus of my friends and not their chesronan. What is a mila? It's the same word, elevation. It means the good qualities of a person and not their chesronan, not their lacks. 
We pray every day that we should see the good qualities in our friends and not their lacks. It's literally the same word. When we're praying here in this prayer on Shabbos, we already prayed for good physical bodies. Now when we're praying for good eyesight, we're not praying for physical eyesight. We're praying for insight. We're praying for that we should have the ability to see the milas, the good qualities of our friends and the people in our life, and not to see the negative, to see the good in others. I have a friend who, a very, very inspirational man, who always says um, that we should, that we are all good-looking people. He says, you're such good-looking people, always looking for the good. A religious Jew is called an observant Jew. So there's two ways to be observant. You could observe the negative or you can observe the positive in others. That's what it means to be an observant Jew, to learn how to focus on the tov, on the good. So there was once a rabbi who, I forget who the story is told of, but he had a custom that he wouldn't enter into a room until he saw something good in each and every person in that room, until he found a quality that they had that he did not have. He saw something unique in every person in that room. He wouldn't go into the room until he found the good quality in everyone there. And one time he saw a guy in the room who really had no redeeming qualities. This guy was the lowest of the low, a terrible person, a cheat, a liar, a thief, you know, engaged in all sorts of terrible behaviors. And the rabbi stood outside the room for what felt like hours. He just couldn't find it. And then finally it hit him. He said, he's in the room. And I'm not in the room. It must be he's better at finding good qualities in others than I am. And then the rabbi went into the room. So was he lying to himself to find the good in this man? Was he deceiving himself? The answer is no. It's our physical eyes that lie to us. Our physical eyes that see negative, that see physicality. The truth, the reality is the goodness in other people. And if we need to work on seeing the good in others, certainly we need to work on seeing the good in ourselves. To recognize that the real us is the positive. We've taken on negative qualities, insecurities, uh, weaknesses because of the traumas of life. The world that tells us that we are a body, a body that's lacking, that's insecure, that's jealous, that's needy, that's angry, lazy, but that's not the real us. The real us is pure, perfect, and beautiful, and we, that's our soul, and we just need to learn how to bring more of that into our everyday existence.